This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 390 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Jose Rubio. He is with Oak Creek Charter School. Jose, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. And Jose, when it comes to good neighbors, uh, I mean, you're at the top of the list. I mean, <laughs> education, you know, certainly helping our kids who are going to be the future good neighbors uh, get off on the right start. So thrilled to have you today. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's start with Oak Creek Charter School. Tell us what you're doing there. Well, I'm the principal of Oak Creek Charter School. I started here in 2016. Uh, it was a turnaround school. It used to be called Bonita Pret and Fitness. Uh, a company, Forza, took over in 2016, and that's when they hired me. And I came with them, and we did a lot of remodeling. We brought in a lot of things that they were missing. Um, this, the building itself have changed drastically. Uh, I came here for the first time in May 2016. I saw the, how the building looked when I came back, and everything we have changed since then it has been absolutely incredible. I wow. still hear from parents, teachers that are still is still here from the other company. They cannot believe what we have done so far. Um, we brought in new curriculum technology that they didn't have. Uh, opportunity for many teachers to grow, and so far it's been great since then. Oh, that's terrific. And I, I saw that you guys are actually, you've got some expansion plans. Is that correct? That is correct. That's actually one of the things that is fascinating is that, when again, when I came here in 2016, we were a very small school. We started with 340 kids uh, until 2018, I would say, we ended up to 512. So wow. the building got very small and <laughs> the reputation of the school got better and school grade increased. And now the company have, because of all the things that we have accomplished, they know that we need an expansion. So we having a new building for middle school, which is actually under construction right now. Uh, you can, if you walk around, you can see the building already. Uh, it will be ready for the summer. And we also uh, updating our athletic field. It's a brand new athletic field for the kids. It's just a beautiful thing wow. what they're doing around here. And what I love about because I've been here since 2016, look around here, everything is changing. You know, the they have the new uh, casino around. I used to live in Bonita, and uh, things have changed in this area. And just to see what they plan to do in this area is going to look beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is something. I. I... Barbara and I have been here going on six years now, and the changes that we've seen over the past six years have been amazing and uh, was still lots to come. Uh, so it's an exciting time to be here. It is. It is. Yeah. And I cannot believe how fast this building is going up. I mean, right now they're working just putting the roof. I mean, it's really going on, on time the way we want it. So it should be ready by July and ready to wow. go. Yeah. That's soon. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting because I even when I came here, it just changed so much. Yeah. So it's an exciting uh, thing that we're doing here. Well, let's talk about your journey. How, uh, you know, your your journey into education, why you, you started and all that. Fill us in. Wow. Okay. So, so I hope I have time. It's a long story. <laughs> I started my education, like I just said, in 2000. I became mm -hmm. a 
teacher, high school teacher, uh, for uh, chemistry teacher in New York wow. City. Wow. I worked in New York for 15 years. Uh, I also worked in middle school, but my majority of time was in high school. I taught science from, you name it, chemistry, bio, physics, environmental science, AP courses. Um, so in 2006, I believe I, I was hired in the Bronx and uh, 2006, I guess the assistant principal, well, the assistant principal retired. So the head of the science department moved up and she saw me, I guess some type of leadership that she didn't see it before. Like she said to me back then, I was the youngest teacher and I was named the head of the science department and got me to the administration feeling. Mm -hmm. Through this school, I got into a scholarship to get my master's, and um, I changed the curriculum completely in that school. I made it very strong. So actually, uh, because of what I did for that school, they hired me in another school in Brooklyn. And I knew that my passion as a teacher was there. I, I probably, I was the type of person that when I accomplished something to the top, I feel like I need something to do more. I yeah. always challenge myself. And I think in New York City, one of the hardest things, like in every in every state, you know, the state exam is the hardest one. And um, as a teacher, I felt like I have accomplished so much that it became something that's a routine that I would need something more in my life. Not to brag about me, but for the last four years before I retired being a teacher, I had my average of passing the chemistry regions. It was 98%. Like every kid knew that they were going to pass with me. So... Uh -huh. I was hired in Washington, D.C. as an assistant principal. And through that, it was a quite experience. Uh, it was a unique experience. I work in elementary as an assistant principal, also in middle school in two different campuses. Hmm. That's why I learned so many things about elementary and middle school, how things were running. And then I met uh, the CEO from Forza in Florida. My parents lived here then. And we always wanted to move to Florida. Uh, that was something that I always wanted to do. And, you know, when I got married, that was the one thing that we said we want to move to Florida. So I was able to meet the CEO in Florida, here in Southwest Florida. And uh, it just, it was just like a, a, an instant thing. Like we knew that it was meant to be. Like we, we connect right. right away. So yeah. they hired me and I moved right away. It was not an easy journey. I, I took it because I knew it was going to be a challenge. You know, that that's something I was looking for about me like i knew it was going to be a challenge, like challenge yeah and it wasn't easy and it's been i mean we we've done so many things since then and um here i am i'm still here yeah in 2021 20, i'm still here the principal and looking for for a different um yeah. task yeah so let me ask you this you know probably decent amount of our listeners, they don't really understand charter schools versus, you know, all the other types, public, private, and also all that, you know, which probably leads into some of the myths that you hear about charter Absolutely. schools. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one of the myths that, that I hear, not only here in Florida, but I heard in Washington, D.C., even New York, because uh, I work in the district in New York, but in, in Washington, I work in a charter school. Here, I work in a charter school. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is the myth is that they they don't think that they feel like we can do whatever we want, whatever funds that we get, we can distribute the way we want it. It, it, it doesn't work that way. We are uh, nonprofit schools, 
is we are accountable for the same thing at district school. We need to we get tested, we get good grade based on the testings. Uh, everything that the funds that comes to us, it goes to the students, and we need to prove that we're doing that. It's not not the myth they say like, oh, you know, charter school take the money and they don't use it. No, we it's accountability for us. So that's one of the myths. Also, we, we, we also hire high qualified teachers. It's something that is we have to be done and it's the policy in schools. And that's another myth that I heard actually before I became an assistant principal in Washington, D.C. And it was not like that. It's hmm. the one thing I know the myth is that they don't realize that we don't get more money than people say, oh, my thing. I heard even here in Florida district, people think that we take money from them. We really don't. And actually, we pay rent uh, for the building, something that it, it costs a lot of money. We are in charge of everything with the money that we get. So even though they're saying that we get the same amount of funds that this is cool, they don't realize that this is cool. They don't pay for rent. They don't pay for anything that they need. They don't pay for curriculum. It comes from different things we do. We put we put everything based on the enrollment that we have into the school, including the rental of the building. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's more than people think. Uh, when I hear about charter school, I'll be honest with you. I when I was a teacher, I was not understanding as much. And then in about two thousand five, I started learning about charter schools. And I work in the in the Bronx, and I have a friend that connect me, and we always talk and we share information, collaborate together. So yeah, that's how I started learning about charter school. What I like about it, I can tell you right now, I think. I also work in a Catholic school, and it feels like a very private school atmosphere, hmm. but it's just a public free tuition, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's real helpful. I appreciate that. No, so, how about outside of uh, teaching and outside of uh, you know overseeing the school there, what do you do for fun? Uh, well, right now, well, it's not a lot of fun. Uh, I decided, <laughs> I, I decided to go back to school. I, I, when I left New York, I always wanted to go for my doctors and now I'm back at school here at ECU, uh, which I'm excited about. It's a great school so far. I having good professors in there. And, um, besides that, I, I, well, I'm not young anymore. As you can tell, I started in 2000, so I'm very old. I feel old. And, um, <laughs> I, I go to the gym. I used to do a sports, but I don't think my body can handle that anymore. <laughs> uh, so my life is busy with work, school, yeah. gym, family. That's, oh, and I, of course I, you know, one of my things I love to do is to go around, travel around as much as I can, obviously because of the pandemic, I haven't done that in, in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though that not too long ago we we're talking about it. This week is gonna uh, be a whole year that we will shut down in Florida, not per se, but the school shut down. I know that, and the reason I remember clearly because I decided to go for that spring break back to my homeland. I'm I'm Peruvian, and uh, wow. I went to Peru, and and I got the phone call as soon as I got there the next day. Florida schools are closing down, so I spent the whole day working in my family's house in the internet and uh and it was like it was insane what was going on and um peru then was not having a lot of issues mm. and i was like all right so i might as well just stay here and enjoy a little bit as i can we're talking about this on friday morning sunday night i had to leave because the country was shutting down so i had oh, to leave right away 
Yeah, it was wow. it was quite interesting, and and this is what I remember because it's the last time I went away, and um, it was like a movie because everybody wants to get out of the country. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. shutting down, and <laughs> my luck was that um, my plane while I was waiting at midnight. Um, well, see, I hear a big man, but I didn't pay attention. You know, you sleep at that time. The, the, the yeah. plane's about to take off. And also, 30 minutes later, they say that a truck hit the plane. So, oh. hit the, the wing. <laughs> it was chaotic. They were actually asking volunteer people to leave. They want to. I wasn't sure what I was thinking. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And um, at the end, I decided to leave and say, like, volunteer, I'm leaving. But you promised me I'm leaving tomorrow. And you know everybody here in my family was concerned. They told me that they read at JetBlue that my plane the next day is called a rescue plane because they were supposed to rescue me from the country. It was just insane. It was crazy. I, I would never forget that trip, even though it was two days and a half on oh, that trip. Goodness, it's just exhausting. Yeah. And then came here and started working right away. You know, like we need to put everything together. We didn't know what was happening. I want to yeah. say that that's one thing I love about this school is the fact that my staff, we, we, we're very like a family oriented. Like everybody comes here is a familial environment. Um, mm. And when we got, I remember the, 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 they work endlessly. My teachers, my assistant principal, we all got together and we did not stop. We worked together as a family we said okay we got to move forward we need to do plans Mm. obviously it was something new uh we're trying to be as more creative and proactive we'll see we this is a new era now and it was tough Uh, i think uh, everybody you know was a little tough i remember a little bit home most of the time um but we tried we made it you know and um i thought that was gonna lose teacher or maybe teacher would not want to come back that's another mm. thing about this school that i worked for the last i would say two three there's a third year the the retention of this high quality teacher that i have here has been amazing it's wow. we had 98 percent retention teachers here wow. and we well when one of my teacher left because of the COVID, one of my best teachers i had in the building i mean she was an amazing role model mm. for many teachers the husband lost her, uh, the job. They moved to Georgia, and that was the only one that is wow. due to COVID we lost. But not lost per se, but you know, she yeah. had yeah. to leave. But all in that, it's been great. I'm still, it's another year, you know, still struggling. And um, I think one of the reasons that I want to go back to school is I want to bring more, like, you know, it's people don't realize that teaching is kind of like a, it's not just being a teacher. You need to, study every year, new instruction, modify your uh, learning environment because you get every year new students. So you don't know what you're gonna get. So you need to change your style. You need to learn things. Yeah. Things now that is everything computer, Google Classroom, all this thing is something new for teachers and don't realize what they do. Yeah. And it's not an easy profession. Well, you, you walk the walk. I mean, education is a, is a full-time passion for you and it should be for everyone. You know, we don't just graduate from school and go, okay, I've done it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's in my family. And you know, we, we had that background. Uh, 
Yeah. I had the fortune that, you know, I became a principal. I have a brother that lives in Massachusetts. He's a professor. And my older yeah. is a, a ESOL teacher. So, you know, it's in a family. Yeah. 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 Well, lucky us. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. How about from a, a hardship or a life challenge, Jose, looking back, uh, what comes to mind at a time that you were, you know, had a rough go at it, but now you can say I'm better for it, I'm stronger? Oh, I tell you, it's actually here, and I'm not, never going to deny it. So I told you I'm from New York City, and I lived in Washington, D.C. before I came here. Uh, I grew up in New York. Uh, I lived there for 29 years. Never, mm-hmm. never left that place. Um, <laughs> so one of my struggles for me to move here, especially in, in this area, which is I'm not saying it's not, it's not a city per se, like New York City or Miami or... Mm-hmm. It was tough. I'm not gonna deny it. it was tough for me to adjust uh, new things, learning the standards of Florida it, in general, everything new. And um, one of the biggest challenges that happened to me was Irma. Uh, I never experienced that. Uh, <laughs> it's something I didn't even expect that I was gonna live through that in my oh. life. I always hear it when I was in up north, but never heard that I was gonna live through it. I mean, we did have one in New York, if you remember. Yeah. But it's not even close to what we live here. So it's not, I mean, it was bad then, but not not as bad as it was here. And uh, I, I, to be honest with you, it was hard personally. Um, we got affected. Unfortunately, the building got a little damaged. Um, half of the building were a lot of struggle. I mean, that yeah, I feel bad for my teachers. They were uh, walls cut off. So they have to teach in between with holes in between. They have to put something in it so they don't oh, look at the notes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what I loved then is that those two weeks, we had two weeks to get everything ready. Mm. And um, it was the atmosphere of the, the people, the, 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 com- the committee, the, the Bonita people, not even our parents. Well, our parents will come here. The staff will come here and clean. I met... Uh, one of the pastors, Gil, from the True Point Church, he came with his, you know, with his people, help us. That huh. sense of unity made me stronger. Yeah. And I do remember, I said, like, that weekend, I was like, I'm just going to go to New York. I need just to relieve, like, a little of my stress. And I'll be honest with you, I got to New York for on a Friday, and I look around, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I I, I want to go back home. I mean, this is not home anymore for me. I'm, and I came here stronger, ready to roll, and we moved forward. Like, it went even better since then. But the Irma was a turning point for me in my life and school in general. So that was amazing. That it was. We we also had our first experience I, Listen, yeah. I've experienced, like, look at Bonita itself. Uh, look at this area. Fort Myers was affected. Uh, I mean, yeah. I bought a house in in South Fort Myers. Uh, that area was also affected. But yeah. I tell family that have moved down here now, and they say, if you would have seen this in 2017, I, I don't think you will feel the same way now. But how <laughs> we actually came together was amazing. And that inspired me a lot, believe it or not. Yeah. I thought that, yeah. that I was in the right place. This is what I like about. Yeah. That's great. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about Oak Creek Charter School? What would that be? Well, we are, one of the things is fascinating to me. When I took over this school, I did a little research because that's what I do before I go into, I, I used to go to interviews. Uh, 
to find out that we are fitness school, uh, I, I did not know what that meant. And I started doing more research. Believe it or not, people to take this for granted, there's only 3% in the whole nation that they offer physical education to kids every day. Hmm. Usually it's not every day, it was very minimum or they do like every two, uh, once a week or whatever the case is. Only 3% the whole nation schools offer PE, physical education, and all of the activities that enforce not only the health, but the discipline of the child. And this is Oak Creek. That's exactly what we are. We are a fitness school. Um, we One of the fascinating things that I love about this is um, we have a Taekwondo program, which is- Really? Oh yeah, we, we do from K to A. Um, obviously by second grade, we, you know, the kids need to wear the uniform that was called the dojo. And, uh, wow. it is incredible. Um, uh, you know, the company, every time they come here, cause the company Forza, uh, it's has three different schools, one in Naples and one in Manatee County called in parish. And when they walk around, they always say that the discipline here is phenomenal and it had to do a lot with the, the education, physical fitness and definitely the Taekwondo. Coming yeah. here from up north and knowing how the kids were up north in Washington, DC, it's incredible how these kids, the, the manners, you know, walking around and then when they say hello or say thank you, they always say, thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's it's not something that they it's been taught. It just comes natural. And I guess mostly it has to do with the discipline, the physical education, definitely the Taekwondo. So yeah. that's what makes it very unique about this school. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, as a uh, you know, graduate uh, that was going into teaching in the uh, health scientists, uh, PE and, and health, uh, it's music to my ears, what you guys do. And that was a big topic way back when, back in the 80s when I went to school and, and schools were just beginning to cut back on, you know, gym class. And, and uh, you know, it, your point about, you know, the however you want to phrase it, the behavior of students. I think the bottom line is when you feel good about yourself, you feel good about the people around you. And, and that activity goes such a long way. You know, you, you work out on a regular basis and, and you probably do it as much for the mental aspects, right? Mood enhancement, feeling good and, and dealing with stress and all that as much as the physical side. And uh, that's, um, that's, again, so great to hear that there's a school that, that gets that and incorporates it in the program. And we, and even with the expansion and we are obviously, it's going to be more students that we're still going to have yeah. every day. Uh, and we're still looking forward to do even more than that. You know, yeah. uh, hopefully as we grow one day, it's going to be bigger and bigger. And, you know, my, my dream will be a, a really true gym that he full, you know, that kids yeah. will go for that. And, it is, it is incredible. Believe it or not, people don't, they take it for granted, the physical education part, you know, and also the health uh, aspect of it, you know, the uh, that they need those kids to be active and yeah. and leave, relieve that energy that sometimes they have. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. Makes uh, makes the uh, makes life easier for the teachers as well, right? Listen, as, a, as an adult, I can tell you, the, the reason I say I go to the gym and you're talking about stress, is because of that i i go out after work and work out because that's the moment that you yeah release everything so i think being yeah. healthy especially in this pandemic is important yeah yeah 
Well, that's great. Well, I'm sure we have listeners who want to learn more. Where should we send them? Well, our website is OCCSADU.org. They can always go to our Facebook, Oak Creek Chargers Like. Uh, we, our address is uh, 28011 Performance Lane in Bonita Springs. <laughs> we are behind the racetrack. People don't realize we are in, behind the, the gas station. It's a little hidden there, but we're wow. there. I think the new building is going to show more because it's more towards the front and they are going to have a huge sign with says Oak Creek. Um, so that's what we are. Uh, but you can always look for us on Facebook and just like the, the, the page and you'll see what we do. And we try to post as much pictures, activities, informations. We are going to have a, a virtual uh, open house. Unfortunately, we, we, you know, we have to do that. That's another yeah. thing also that people don't realize on the time we are. And I, I think this is what it makes even better. We have open houses. We do tours before the pandemic never had to be by schedule if you want to come back anytime we don't nothing too high mm -hmm. uh, you can just walk in whenever you want and i i used to tell parents you're welcome to come here right now you want to go into the open house it's up to you we go offering after school i understand you work but if you really want to see our school my doors are open there's yeah. nothing too high you're going to see what it is and a lot of parents that have come to us is what they always say they love to come here and see what we are about so yeah well, terrific. Well, you guys are doing a wonderful thing for the community. We wish you the absolute best going forward. And uh, yeah, keep it posted. I'm excited about all your plans in the future there. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, we're about to have the our uh, grand opening for our field. We're scheduled for mid-April. And, um, you know, we'll keep in touch. I mean, I would like to invite you to see that, what we're going to do. Something small, because obviously because of the pandemic, but, you know, some people, some media, we like to invite them. So you and I, we'll, can, we'll keep in touch. And, you know, I would like you guys to you'll see what I'm talking about and the great things okay. that we're doing. Look forward to it, Jose. Well, thank you for this. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.